from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. We are back. The revolution is back. Are you that excited? No. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I think we just end the podcast here because you've already warned me about the 97 things we can't talk about because you have <laughs> literally, I think you have from Indian Wells till now recorded. This is the best content we get on the show every week. Oh it's talking God. about what we can't talk about. It's, it's No, not we. This is bullshit. <laughs> you. This is your problem. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you and anytime any you don't know what kind of hell i live in anytime somebody texts me anything i have to immediately change the subject because if i say don't talk about that they'll say oh you don't need to watch anyway it sucked or you what and then i know so i have to just be like oh ha ha hey what what are you what were you doing just an hour ago what did you do yes and then they're like oh yeah well thanks for asking i was doing this they have no idea that i'm just trying to defer them to a different subject um, somebody oh said, yeah, God. this guy just came up and talked to me about the Cowboys game. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, what'd you do last night? Oh, I did this. Like, thanks for so, asking. So basically, really, you know what? That makes me feel good. You know why? <laughs> you know why? I don't know. Because now I'm going to use that. I was going to say, you have some control over me. That's, no, no. People love it. No, no, no. no. I don't care about it. No. Okay. I'm going to use that to make myself feel better <laughs> about the fact that you never answer my texts right. or phone calls. That's totally the reason. Yeah. All, All right. right. I'm going to go with that. Let me go with that so I don't feel like... Uh, DVR was the greatest slash worst invention in history. You're an idiot. <laughs> what do you... You must be the most interesting man. What Were you flying off to the Maldives or something? What are you doing that you can't watch this shit? I, do you teach until four in the morning? For God's sake. I would always... I tell this to everybody. You don't get up until noon. I That's choose, your problem. I Wake up! I play tennis instead of watch tennis. That's... Which such is what I try to get all bullshit. my students to do. And then when I get home, it's like, you gotta have something to watch from 6 PM to midnight. So, and I don't want to watch it live. Cause then I'm watching, I haven't seen a commercial in 20 years, <laughs> <laughs> which you can't deny. That's a positive. Well, until you want to buy something <laughs> and then you're walking around, where the hell was that blockbuster studio <laughs> movie studio? I'll show my wife this commercial and I'll be like laughing and she'll be like, I've seen that commercial 500 times. <laughs> And I'll be like, honey, come watch this commercial. It's really funny. Awesome. And she'll be like, that's from five years ago. Oh, my God. Products like, wow, I really would like a Saturn. Orange or, Julius. I want to buy a Saturn <laughs> and drink an Orange Julius on the way to get a movie from that's Blockbuster. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. This you're new like cassette a, just came out. You're like a caveman. I swear. <laughs> well, that wouldn't make sense. The commercials aren't old. There's The commercials are still new. No, no, no. But you haven't seen a that's commercial true, true. since Blockbuster right. was in town. Yeah. Oh, and that actually that makes perfect logic because the DVR killed Blockbuster along with the internet, totally. I guess. But so right Netflix. as one was started to come in and you were using it, the other went away. Right. So, yeah, you're a caveman. Damn it. Again, if they found a way to streamline a game into an hour, that would that would be perfect for me. Well, they do that with soccer games. It's like, I think they call it 90 and 30 or yeah. something like that. That to me would be amazing. Now, it's easy with soccer because they're just running around in circles. As <laughs> well, my- it should be easy with tennis and football because you've got all this downtime between points and between you know plays. Yeah. 
but they want to keep you watching longer. Obviously. Well, you could cut out all. Well, first of all, it'd be way too labor intensive. You'd have to cut out. You could cut out every unforced error. Right. Every double fault. Every unless ace, it's on break point ace. or unless it's on. Um, you know, game point or something. Well, if it's John point. Isner, you could cut that down to about six points uh, <laughs> <laughs> every set. Uh, and Jack Sock, if you take out his double faults, you wouldn't have much to watch. Uh, no, he's he's wonderful. He's our American hope. <laughs> but um, no, I I think you could easily best cut double it player down. in the history of the game. <laughs> are, are you tired of hearing that yet? Yes. How amazing he is yes. in doubles, because no one else plays. You've said that. That's every- our next argument after weakest era is. You know, nobody plays doubles, so it doesn't matter how well you're winning. It really doesn't. I mean, you could say weakest era in doubles true also. Yes. Easily. But you could say that since the last time they played a deuce point in doubles. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So speaking of tennis. Was well, it we tennis can, this week? Well, we can't because you recorded all of it. So you're not. <laughs> yeah, the only years sport behind. I don't record is tennis. Well, I don't know what that says, but. That's not true. Well, in Grand Slams, I do well, record. Well, well, in. What you can record because you don't get 90% of the channels that have tennis. <laughs> right. Why do we even do this podcast? This is ridiculous. <laughs> can we just do a football podcast during? Well, I couldn't talk. It wouldn't matter. I couldn't We'd talk have about to do it. a football. We'd have to. Three days later when nobody cares. No, no. It would have to be so interesting that in week eight, they would be riveted to hear about our week four takes. <laughs> right. God, you suck. I like studying the tape feverishly, but the problem is it's four weeks later, so nobody cares at that point. I mean, it's a beating for me, which really is all that matters. (laughs) All right, so you don't get any channels, so you certainly haven't watched any tournaments, right? I I had the ability to watch these particular tournaments. I think I have to share the same interest level as everyone else. If Bernard Tomek's in the final... That's lost me. To be fair, I agree with you. Didn't we have that same exact conversation last year? I think he won a tournament last year, and we were like, if Tomic's in the finals, we don't care. <laughs> Might have been the same tournament. Is that our average every day, October 1st? Yeah. Uh, He's uh, the best October player in the history of tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Corey tells a joke. Is that your Corey's Corner? That's it? One joke? Thank you, and good night. <laughs> I'm cutting it to one line for your Holy benefit. Holy hell. So... Um, what do we got? Woo-ha, woo-han. <laughs> I wanted to make a Chengdu joke, but I couldn't come up with anything. What, what is, uh, that's, um, oh, what is that rapper's name? Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Foot? No. Not Wu-Tang Clan. No. Oh, I don't know who you're talking Big about. Big tall guy. I don't know. You're definitely not talking my area of expertise if I have one. Damn it. I know it. I just, I, I swear I have an early onset on Alzheimer's <laughs> and I'm not being funny or making well, light we, of I, that. I think we all have that, honestly. I mean, I think that's basically how it starts by just not remembering obvious things. And I think it just deteriorates from there. That's oh, a really well, uplifting moment. Perfect. <laughs> so what's this? What are we doing? What are we talking Buster about? Buster Rhymes. Yeah. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> what was Let's. That? How was it related to Chengdu? It's not. Oh. <laughs> it's related to the other tournament, Wuhan. Okay. So, Wuha. <laughs> Do I will rap the lyrics for you if you'd like. I don't know what the rules are. I, we can't play it, but can I rap it? You can, because that's like a parody or a, you know. <laughs> How dare you? A cover. How dare you? <laughs> I'm going to rock this joint, this okay, funky I, joint. Sorry, cover is what I meant, not parody. Damn right. <laughs> Comparing you to Weird Al. And rock this funky joint. You don't even know what that's I from, no do you? I have no idea. I will give you one 
million dollars. If you could even guess who's saying that, who where that line is from? Oh, well, it was from Coolio. Absolutely not. <laughs> give me a year. It. I could give. I could say 1927, <laughs> and that would help you as Duke much. Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the inventor of rap. Um, good lord. No, there's no possible way that you will ever get it. I'll Marky give you, Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, that's it. Please let that be it. No. I was listening to a song by Afro Man last night. Late 80s, early 90s. LL Cool J. No. Based on timeline, though, that's not a bad guess. Not too bad. I will tell you this. Even when I tell you who it is, you'll be like, who the hell yeah, is that? I'm sure I've never heard of them ever. By the way, this is a riveting tennis <laughs> podcast. I don't know. These fellas might be into tennis. I don't know. I mean, you go to the U.S. Open, there's all kinds of people there. That's right. So maybe these guys are in Wuhan. Uh, poor Righteous Teachers. No. Never heard of them? Never. Racist. <laughs> all no, right. I have not. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I was about to say, I don't know how I got on that, but yes, I do, because the name of the tournament is Wuhan. Yes, you Chengdu. And I... <laughs> that was... <laughs> there you go. See, that was I, horrific. <laughs> that, you and that were yeah. horrific. But yeah, you can tell how excited we are to talk about uh, these results. Well, two things. Number one, they mean nothing. Right. Nothing. Were they 250s? Um, no. They're more than that? Yeah. Wow. One of them is. Let me see. Well, the China Open next week is a 500, I'm pretty sure. It might even be a 1,000. I think it's 500, though. The men's is a 250, but that's the men is Chengdu. Right. Now, I think that's in Chengdu, China. <laughs> but I don't know where that's at. Right. Do, you, do you have any clue where that's at? No clue. You probably know. You'll probably figure out who poor righteous teachers are before <laughs> you find out where Chengdu. Yeah, was. geography and rap are not. When they get those categories in Jeopardy, I turn the channel. I'm not going to be able to get those. Do they have those on? Well, I'm sure they have Asian geography, or I'm sure there's a rap category occasionally. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. All right, so Chengdu is sort of in. Uh, what you may call central China, and that's all I got. Well, okay. this is their kind of, but they're trying to they're trying to make this a circuit where they build up to you know the China Open. You got a couple weeks. All the players will come hopefully because then they can just play consecutive weeks. I mean that's the theory behind it. But you've got to build to something for that to work. Right, right. And I mean, would you let me ask you this? Would you have a problem if they just end the season with the U.S. Open? They said that's it. We'll have the Masters. Two weeks later with the top eight, and that's it. We're done. All right. So if, again, back to give us the keys, we'll do everything. If they ended the upper-level tour at the U.S. Open and just made everything else, everybody outside the top, whatever, I don't don't know how you do it. But, you know, you have to have some, you know. Well, and you make October the Davis Cup, Hopman Cup, Laver Cup, all those different exhibitions – I mean, because again, what does it matter? I mean, what does it matter at that right. point? Then they have, there's no competition. It's only that. Right. You're going to get all the players that want to play. The yeah. players that are injured can pack it in. Well, uh, yes, for sure. I, I Yes. I think that's the culmination and maybe a master's event for men and women, whatever. Right. That's but look, fine. I mean, look at the popularity 
based on this week of how many people are at the Ryder Cup, the golf season's over, and then you got an exhibition. I mean, yeah, it means something, but you got an exhibition after with tens of thousands of people attending uh, and so, watching. So hang on, everybody. i got to put on my <laughs> ballet shoes because I'll be tiptoeing around the Ryder Cup that I watched right? just as the sponsors wanted me to <laughs> in watching their commercials. Hey, they have and a this- thing called adjusted TV ratings. They adjust it like two days later for how many people watched it. Wow. After the fact. That's a lot of knowledge. I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, not the only one like this. it has nothing to do with this pod, ruining this podcast. <laughs> you do. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So, number one, yes, they they should do what we want them to do and have you know a tournament that starts with Hopman Cup right. and ends with the U.S. Open. And then I guess the Masters somehow. Who cares? I don't really. I don't even care about the Masters. I know. I, I really don't. To, I, I I agree with you. I want to be into it. And then every that, year I'm like, that's the Pro Bowl. Right. It's the Pro Bowl of tennis. You're right. That's and who cares about the Pro Bowl when we've already seen all those guys play each other all year? That's why they're in the top eight. Exactly. It's not like we're seeing new matchups that we haven't seen. Let me tell you something. Is there something awesome about Tom Brady throwing to Antonio Brown? No. That didn't happen yet. Right. No, there is something awesome. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Just in a in a in a flashy light excitement kind of way. It's like, oh, that's different. I mean, the idea of the right, Pro Bowl is true. what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. okay, that's new and different. And these guys get a, a trip to Hawaii. Right, they can afford it. So a free trip <laughs> is irrelevant. But it, it's sort of you know, hey, whatever. You're exactly right. I mean, this is the same old, same old. The season should be the season. Well, and I'm not saying they should do this, but to me, the we talked about this before. The one way to make the Masters interesting is the winner of the Masters is the number one for that year. That would be the only way that I think people would be really into it. And again, I'm not saying they should do that because you could have somebody that won three slams, you know, lose or wait or, or wait it. So right. if you're if you're if you're at a certain point level, again, so, like they do in golf, they've kind of got that figured out in golf. Where, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Well, they do the FedEx Cup. Which what I don't know that means that much, but they have it. The later you get into it, the more it's worth, and they cut it down each week to like only a certain number of players are eligible. I think in the last tournament they only take the top thirty people, and if you win that, it's worth a huge amount. Right. All right, I'm gonna get this out whether you like it or not. <laughs> Wuhan, okay. damn it! All right. There are so yes, there's tournaments going on, and they don't mean anything to anybody. I don't. I, I, they probably mean a lot to people in Wuhan and the people that are playing. I would assume they mean maybe, something. just maybe. It's possible, but uh, people are a lot more likely to pull out in Wuhan, right? Um, which they have been. Do you know the major sponsor is for the Wuhan Open? Uniglo Dongfeng Motor. <laughs> no idea what that means. So not you, you literally. Said pull out and dong in consecutive sentences, <laughs> oh and you expect me not to say anything? <laughs> yes, I was hoping. <laughs> Good lord. Off the rails. Yeah. But that's just because nobody cares. It's because the tennis season's off the rails. So, Hollip, number one seed, loses her first match to Sibokova. This is Wuhan, in case you're wondering. And then withdrew for the next tournament. And then uh, Sabalenka and um, Kontovit played in the finals. Sabalenka won. Are you on that your seat yet? <laughs> well, the I will say the women do a better job of playing the lesser tournaments well and this is a big one though to be fair it's it you know the men's is a 250 um i think let me see how much this prize money is here my trusty computer 
two point seven mil. Oh wow, that's a couple bucks. But I mean, even the even the thousand point for the men, they still a lot of the guys still don't play. Well, listen, we've already established that guys are assholes. <laughs> so that's Wuhan, and I just don't care because here's why I don't care. If you took the exact draw for Indian Wells or whatever the you know best non Grand Slam was, right, and you put it in Wuhan, I wouldn't care. I agree with you. Because to me, it's outside the season. This right. is just extra shit. And they're, you know, it's great for China. Right. It's great for, you know, all the tennis in Asia that's it's just, you know, booming now. And that's great for our sport generally. Um, but ultimately, I don't care. Well, and to put it in local terms, they used to do a tournament around here. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was called Little State, which I hated the name of it. But what they would do is they would invite every team that didn't win to a separate tournament nice. called Little State <laughs> and you would all compete against each other and the winner would be the Little State champions. To me, that's what this is. It's all the people that aren't, weren't good enough to win a slam, weren't good enough to be in the top five, ten. They're going to go play this and they won, which is great for them. More what, on the men's side. But what did you really win? Right. More on the men's side because yeah. Holop was in it and you know, whatever. But and others. But it's like what, you know, yeah, you won, but you won against who and in what context. And like you said, if... Bernard Bernie Tomic is winning. Then what does that say about your draw? Right. So the one seed was Fabio Benini, which he's a top twenty-ish player. Yeah, and and a, and a draw certainly. I mean, right. people you know excited to see him, but you know he's not. So anyway, so uh, Hyung Chung is the two seed. Now he's not Chinese; he's Korean, but still. You know, the excitement in Asia in general in terms of Asian tennis. So Nishikori didn't even play. Who? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Bernie ended up winning it in three sets uh, over Fonini. Um, big deal. Two jackasses playing a tournament. Who gives a right. shit? Yeah, and I think if, if it was, you know, if there was a huge presence of Asian players in the field, I think you could say that it's worthwhile to have this because you're getting, they're getting to see their hometown players you know, you have a reason to go, but I'm just not seeing the reason that we are going to care about it. Right. And then you have, I don't even understand. I literally don't understand. So Chengdu, a 250. And at the exact same time, Shenzhen, a 250. Well, they do that constantly. Both in China. Right. At least one should be in South America, for yeah. God's sakes. On clay. <laughs> exactly. That would fit right in with their I MO. just don't, I don't understand. So even that means it doesn't mean anything. Right. So now you've got Shenzhen, you've got the one seed, much, much better, Goffin. Right. The downside about this tournament is it ended Andy Murray's season. Right. He decided to shut it down. He lost to Fernando Verdasco. Um and he decided to shut it down. So, well, to me, it's comparable to spring training in baseball, preseason in football. I mean, yeah, you're playing, you're keeping score, but what are you really getting out of that? I mean, theoretically, you could build some momentum for next year. Here's who won Shenzhen: Yoshihito. <laughs> I saw that Nishioki. Yeah, which obviously he's a professional player and you know a youngster, but uh, he's 171 in the world, right? 
Now, again, that's the kind of player I want to win these tournaments because I don't want players like David Goffin playing in them. Right. So <laughs> that's what it should be for. So that that's that's the doldrums of this offseason, which the downside is we should be a little more hyped up about it because uh, <laughs> we want people to listen to But we tell the truth here, damn it. We do. I do. Listen, I'll tell you this. If if it was, I would be more interested if it was like there was the, there was a, a cap on the ranking to get in, so you couldn't be too high, right? To get in, so if every tournament after the U.S. Open had a cap that you could be, I don't know, seventy five or below, right. so you had to be seventy five or ranked lower than that. Now, guess what? Number one, you're going to see a lot more players, right? Number two. You're going to see players that really give a shit because now this is a huge opportunity. They're the only game in town. Right. And and it's going to mean something. Then I'm into it because anytime, like we've always said, I don't care if two, three, five ladies are playing. If it means something, it's compelling. Right. Well, and the top 20 guys can all go off and do exhibitions in their home country. I mean, they've got plenty of opportunity. Federer is not hurting for tennis opportunities. He could play an exhibition every city in America, and and he's not there. So right. obviously, now you know somebody like Goffin or somebody who's been out. Maybe you know it does right. benefit them to get back and play more matches without the spotlight and the pressure. But yeah, that's the point, though. But, it, so what are you going to have those top seventy-five do for three months? Just literally not play? I don't know. I mean, they do in other sports. They don't play for three, four months. Yeah. And to me, I think it builds the anticipation of the season starting and lets them heal. Right. You can't even get excited about the Australian Open starting because there's fifteen tournaments. Right before it. Right. It's like I've been watching tennis for three weeks, and now the tournament's starting. Like, well, I'm kind of, I've been watching, I've seen all these guys play each other now. There really is something to be said for a stop and start. And and again, there is something to be said for these events. And again, in China, I'm sure they are just knocked out of the park. I'm sure they're packed, right. a lot of money, a lot of sponsors and all that. So I don't know if you'd get that if you capped it at 75. Obviously, you wouldn't. Right. But in terms of what it would mean and all that, it's huge. And I think... It's always more compelling, even if you're a casual fan, it's more compelling if you're educated by the commentators and, and advertisements about the event. If you're educated on, hey, this is what this means, these players are here and they're trying to play this tournament because of this, and this it's cutthroat now because they're all into it and trying to you know maintain their careers and it really means something. Now it's compelling as all get out. Right. Then it becomes interesting. But as it stands, it's not. Yeah, and you can, I mean, you could even take it, I would potentially even think, take it off the board for rankings, and then you're not punishing the top 75. Say right. they don't count for rankings, but the winner of each of these gets a slot in the Australian or whatever, whatever tournament you want. Something. Make so, it, make it, you got That might something. be the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but <laughs> something like that. I like where your head's but, at. But I mean, well, the reason I say that is if I'm number 74, I get screwed because these guys are getting right. ranking points right. and prize money right. and I'm not allowed to play. Right. Well, and you would drop it down a little level. I don't know. Uh, the point being is if it doesn't mean anything, nobody cares and you got to change something for it to actually mean something. Right. And I'll tell you this, there's something else that occurred that really does mean something and we'll talk about that. When we come back. It's time to join.
Join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. So, what do you think I'm talking about? This podcast? <laughs> it always means something. Every day. Yes. It's because we're high stakes here. Because we're definitely outside the top 75 <laughs> of podcasts. By the way, do you know yesterday was like National Podcast Day or something like and that? And we didn't record on that day? I Damn know. it! Everybody should have downloaded us. And hopefully they did. Yeah, why not? So, I can't talk about details, but I can tell you. <laughs> let me let, let me just say, say something. I think it was perfect timing, okay, that they had the Labor Cup and then a week later, they had Ryder Cup. It was an interesting contrast. Because you could see the stark difference on how much it meant to those Ryder Cup players than you did the Labor Cup. Right. And again... And the fans. And the fans. And again, they don't have to put on a big spectacle with goofy court colors and where... you know. It, it meant something. And I'm telling you, there, there, there was no fake in it on right. the Ryder Cup. I mean, again, I can't talk about anything. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I'll tell you what it was. There was probably, there was probably a four-foot putt. Yeah. Even you could make a four-foot putt. Well, I don't know about that. But there was a player. It, I mean, so what they're doing now, so the last day is match play. Right. Which is another example of something that – golf does that tennis doesn't do in that well we play matches but in other words they sort of flip their format and as exciting as all get out so match play means you and i are on the first hole and we play that hole and if you shoot 10 and i shoot nine which we would at least at least (laughs) i win the hole right now it's an awful hole and i couldn't you know the upside is we don't count that nine we just count one right I, i won hole one so even if, like you, meaning even if it's twelve nine, it's still one. And as a matter of fact, if you if you shot two hundred and eleven on eighteen holes, and I shot one hundred and fifty, there's a chance you still could have beat me. Right, I could have one really bad hole. <laughs> right, um, because it's just each hole is one point. Well, and you so still, to speak. the winner only gets one point, still right. regardless of right. So that really that really changes. You know, we talked about playing the course and all that last week. Uh, when we were talking about something, I remember on our golf podcast. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so now it's a more of a head to head thing. Now, now it's more like tennis, where it's mano y mano. Uh, does do, do the women have a Ryder Cup? Yeah, they do the Solheim Cup. I don't know how that I works. I did not though. know that. Yeah, I don't know how it works hmm. though. Um, it's got to be similar. Who knows? But I would tell you the fundamental difference to me with Labor Cup and Ryder Cup is the everybody playing at once. To me, that I know makes the drama. You want to have five TVs on the wall and watching <laughs> nineteen different. No, but I want them to be able to go back and forth. You know, I don't need to watch a five-one set. Right. I don't need to watch somebody five up with six holes to play. You just have that ability to bounce around. For TV, it's amazing. In person, doesn't matter. You're watching one hole or one court. But to me, for TV, Ryder Cup is so much better because you may have two players playing Labor Cup that I don't really, I'm not really interested in. I'm stuck watching them for an hour and a half, right. or two hours. Right. Well, one thing that also adds, I mean, one thing that golf just has that tennis doesn't is is the the setting is different every time, where the courts looks exactly the same, right. except for this goofy black court or gray <laughs> or whatever the hell color it is. But anyway, so... They try to make that seem like a big deal, and it's not. It's not. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, so, but the excitement 
Because there's no, I don't think it's connected to any PGA Tour stuff, is it? I don't believe so. I mean, no. it can't be because you're excluding the majority of the world, right? So all of Asia, all of South America, you know, because it's sure not all the tours are involved in some way, but with the United States versus Europe, that's it. Right. That's what it is. And and so, like I said, you you had so you're in a match play. So one person, one person, just trying to win the hole, right? Not keeping score outside of that they keep score on each hole but then it resets every hole and you're just trying to win the hole so there was a guy that was i'm not telling you whether it was europe or the u.s (laughs) but he had like a four foot putt which in professional golf parlance is almost a gimme right um so he i think if he makes that putt he wins the hole okay if he doesn't and he makes the next putt or no, I think he had to make it to have the hole. So like not have it, but right. H-A-L-V-E, like <laughs> break it in half. Yeah. Because if you tie on a hole, there's no sudden death. You just have it. It's so count for the next you split hole. it, right. And so it does, it's a draw. So I, it may have been to, to have the hole. Um, four foot, a professional top 20 player in the world or whatever. I don't know what he was. I made that up, so don't freak <laughs> out. And he, he just pushed it. He pushed it just a slight, slightest bit and missed the hole to the right side on a four-foot putt, which he would make 199 out of 100. He just right. missed that one. Right. And the pressure, and you could see him drop his head, his captain, they he was watching, he dropped his head. It was a disaster. Right. And, you know, so whatever. So you could see that it mattered. And you see guys just, you know, chunked, you know, uh, balls out of the rough and go nowhere. It, I mean, they're under pressure, and it's awesome. Well, and and one, in fairness to tennis players, I will say there's rarely a shot in tennis that is that important as it is in golf. Fair enough. If you have one bad shot in golf, you can destroy your whole round, whereas in tennis, it takes many, many mistakes to lose. Right, right, right. But you, yeah, it can still be a match point, that kind of thing. If you hit a 130-mile-an-hour ace or or your opponent makes an unforced error after a 39-shot rally, you still only get one point. Right. Yeah, so that's brutal. But whereas in golf, you can you know feel like you've ruined your whole round. Right, you have a shitty like tee shot. Although with the match play, it's only one hole you're ruining. Right, so, true. But anyway, so the point being is, is, is it truly meant something, which is what drew me in enough to watch it live and not tape it. But <laughs> it, it's what drew you in to actually, because you don't record. It'll be, it'll be dramatic when I watch it in two hours instead of 10. Do you, That's a fair point. Do you do you record any other golf? I will record like the fourth, final round of majors. Okay. Sometimes. More so now that Tiger's back? Yeah. I that's mean, that'll fun. make me more interested. Ryder Cup, I, Ryder Cup and President's Cup, I try to watch every year. Because I love, like I said, the the team format, right? The drama, you know, the fact that it usually comes down to the wire. Those are interesting to me, right? And Labor they really Cup didn't have that. They really care, right? They don't care, and there is something to be said about U.S. versus Europe. There is something to be said. Now, somebody made a good. It might have been on the tennis podcast. I know we're the tennis podcast, <laughs> but they are titled the tennis podcast. I think it was them. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's what I'm going with. They mentioned an interesting, you know addendum to the labor cup or idea is is make it u.s versus europe but make it men and women right then we have a chance yeah then we got a shot yeah i think you could even more than that you could start it with four countries you know make it france spain america and australia or whatever and do it in that kind of format right do you know the first day like a semifinal, the second day the finals 
I think there's I think they have a lot of options. The world you're not going to get solidarity between the world team as some kind of sense of pride for beating the European team. It's like well you should beat the European team. You got 500 countries versus 10. <laughs> right. And we still don't. Still you know? don't. Hey, don't tell me I'm recording it <laughs> from last year. Um, yeah, so ultimately, to me, the number one difference is how much it meant because it doesn't mean anything, uh, you know, objectively. It doesn't I was going to say, anything. why does that's the thing. Why does it mean something? Is it because it's been around so long? History, I would say right. probably number one is history. Um, number two, it's a balanced competition. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Anybody that's got Jack Sock on their team goes in knowing. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish that. <laughs> you know where I'm going. That was good. You Although like that? He probably won as many points as anybody else on that oh team my God. just because of doubles. Hey, greatest doubles player. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I think that's probably a big part of it is is the. Yeah, the, it's nice not knowing the outcome going in. Uh, like we did the Labor Cup. We kind of knew what was going to happen. I, but, was, I was riveted. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, I think. I mean, again, we we feel like we're always discouraging these new ideas and these new efforts in tennis. Because they're not organic. Right. Now, maybe Ryder Cup didn't start organic. I don't know. But there used to be a competition in golf called the Skins Game. Right. And we talked about that a week or two ago. And it was basically the same kind of thing. It was was match play, but it was for money instead. And so each hole was worth money. And if you have the hole, then that money carried over to the next hole. So the first hole might be worth 1000 but if you get to the fifth hole and nobody's right. won one yet, now where that one is worth six thousand or what, I, whatever the addition is. Um, well, yeah, back then, but it's, it would be million thousand a hole. Right, now. But whatever. Imagine if somebody's got a putt, like you said. Imagine that four foot putts for four hundred thousand dollars. I mean, to me, that's like you said, that's building a lot of pressure. Right, which matters and means something then. Which somebody told me that for Labor Cup, that the players on the team got like two hundred fifty thousand dollars per win. Which, had I known that, Good Lord. that would have made you know watching it a little bit more interesting, you know, in a crucial setting. If it's true, I mean, how do you, right. who knows? Yeah, but I mean, still, just knowing that someone's serving at eight all in a tie break and that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, that's that's that makes some excitement. Unless they all got paid two million just to be there, and then right. it's well, like they all they all did get something to be there. Right. That's the thing. So it kind of changes it. So I don't. I listen. I. Uh, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, <laughs> but there is something to be said for, you know, starting new things and trying to grow the game and new, uh, you know, viewers, et cetera. But I don't even know if this, it, this isn't even for all of that. Right. This is just a money grab, which again, I'm not against. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a, it's, it's just a, a you know, I don't know. It you're, just, I mean, you're basically right. I mean, what, yeah, I, mean, I think it's just an op- I mean, it is an opportunity for people that don't normally see those players in your area. Like, if again, if you said your mission, which again, it's always going to be money based, but if you said your mission was to bring tennis to places that haven't had tennis, like Chicago hadn't pro tennis in how long, you know, that's a great, that's an admirable idea. But then you charge, you know, $3,000 a ticket and all that. I mean, that's, it's like the people that could afford to go, I'll put it this way, could have afforded to go to the U.S. Open or Indian Wells or. Or go see this anyway. in Milan right. if they wanted to hold it wherever. Yeah. Um, I, again, I, it's not a golf co- podcast, but the bottom line is talking about golf as it relates to to the Ryder Cup event. You, it, it's just so plain to see it's night and day, man. Yeah. It's night and day. Well, and the biggest, you know, not don't 
ruin the outcome. But one of the biggest knocks that the American team has always gotten is they don't have the, the camaraderie or the solidarity that the European team does. And I think that's kind of creates a little bit of the rivalry too. Of like, it's kind of, that's kind of a insult to say that. Do what now? They, I feel like they always say that the Europeans are more of a team and the Americans just individual players. Oh, that's kind I of the stand. I don't think that's true, but that's, I don't the, think it is. that's kind of a standard jab. I think the Europeans give, I gotcha. Um, and I don't feel like there's any, there was any heatedness. I mean, Number one, tennis is too friendly. That that's a problem with any of these team well, competitions. Well, I might have a tidbit for you on that, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, so anyway, again, not a tennis podcast, but not a golf uh, podcast. I mean, <laughs> barely, barely a tennis <laughs> podcast, I should say. Not a golf podcast, <laughs> but looking into the window of Ryder Cup gives us a sense of what could be, and I think there is ways to make it like this. And whatever the hell they're doing with Davis Cup, ain't it? No. Um, but I think Davis Cup is our Ryder Cup, and that's the wagon we need to hitch to because it is older than the Ryder Cup. I right. mean, it's you know what oldest whatever company who knows what it, whatever its stats yeah. are. It's old as dirt. Yeah, I think I saw a guy at my club that played in the original one. <laughs> <laughs> still he was wearing you. a Davis Cup shirt, and I was like, "What, what, what year was that?" <laughs> and he still beat you. Is that what you're... <laughs> so, anywho, not a golf. Well. Yes. But I think those are the sports that get compared the most. So I think it's a fair yeah. comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two things happen, or two things uh, uh, I just want to add on to the end of this podcast that are somewhat interesting. First of all, this Serena story is still going. Um, yeah, they did a skit about her on Saturday Night Live. And, yep, that. And um, a comedian, Bill Burr, who's you know a pretty heavy-hitting comedian. You know, he's pretty famous and popular and successful, whatever the hell else. And... He's got a podcast. I don't know if it's his podcast or he's on somebody else's. I just heard a clip of it, and they were talking about it. And I'm like, where in the hell? Why would they? But, I mean, I guess I guess that just lends itself to the idea, is any publicity good publicity? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it do, it should make more people interested to see her, you know, the next few times she plays, you know, just to see if anything's going to happen. Draws more attention to the sport, and we're going to follow. Like, is it really? Is this really the case? You know, but I don't know that it's going to draw any long-term viewers. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got a chance if they're watching. Then okay, boom, you got a chance. Right. To and keep just anybody them. talking about tennis is, I guess, a positive. So in other words, that's how bad it is for tennis. <laughs> is what you're saying? That's how bad off we. Well, we are. saw from our our listeners that week that that was by far the hottest topic that has been in tennis in years. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think it was because it became more than tennis. That was the deal. It became right you know, with the whole sexist right. thing and all the rest of it, which I think uh, we have determined uh, that's not the case. Because I think a lot of people chimed in on the topic that knew nothing about tennis, and it was very apparent they knew nothing about tennis based <laughs> right. on their evidence. Right. So, well, yeah. It just I don't know if I am happy with the fact that at some point it looks like we're going to have to just whore ourselves out like TMZ and everything <laughs> else to, to be a popular sport. That, yeah. That just, that bums me out a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want us to have to have things like that as much as I just said that tennis is too friendly. I do feel like we would get the sports center headlines if it was, you know, so-and-so pushes so-and-so on the changeover or, you know, well, there's a difference between, so be, being a spectacle with the Serena stuff, stuff like that, versus having people that genuinely don't like each other, and you know, 
jawing at each other and that kind of thing, which we had a little bit of on, of all places, the women's tour. <laughs> How about that? Well, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Well, I don't know. More uh, so than the men's. Well, uh, maybe about the two players then that are that are that are doing it. So, uh Pavlyuchenkova, okay. Um and Sloane Stevens. Wow. They're playing a match and I didn't see the match because again, nobody cares about tennis right now. <laughs> uh, mainly me. But uh after they split sets, what does Pavlyuchenkova do? Oh, the thing that all women on the tour do, they call some kind of fake timeout of some sort, whatever it happens to be, whether right. it's medical or whatever. But between sets is pretty legitimate. Well, I don't know. I, I don't really know what actually happened in that regard. When it well, it could have been, yeah, maybe not between sets. Like, I don't know what had happened before. I just saw a little clip of right. it from um, on Twitter. And so anyway, um, and so Sloan started jawing at the ref, because you're not allowed to address the opposing player, theoretically. Um, So she didn't say anything directly to the player, but if I'm like, if I'm talking to somebody, you know, about you, and you're right there, and I'm like, yeah, Corey's an asshole, and you can hear me, and then I'm talking to you, okay? He always says that to me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to say that to a third party. I definitely say that. But if I'm not allowed to talk to you, you know, so so she's yapping, and then Pavlyuchenkova's you know, yaps back, and then the the chair umpire, who thank goodness was a woman, we didn't need to go down that road again. Uh, she starts, you know, telling Sloan, "Hey, what are you doing?" And Sloan's like, "I'm not addressing her," which obviously is childlike. Um, so they were, you know, jawing back and forth about that. And so then you get back to the tennis, and it's three love in the third for Sloan, and Pavlyuchenka gets she's at the net. And Sloan is sort of near the service line and throws up a lob, and it doesn't go over her. It pretty much goes right to her. So Pavlyovachenkova, whatever the hell her name is at this point, (laughs) hits an overhead right at her, clearly at her. Hmm. The good news for Sloan is she had good hands and blocked it back um, to to her to uh, Pavlyovachenkova's backhand. She volleys it back to Sloan, who puts a cross-court forehand volley winner away and then cheers rather loudly. Um, and I just thought, wow, that's fun. Because that's the kind of spectacle I think is legit. I mean, I don't know what she was bitching about, but it's legit in the terms of, hey, you know, I've got a problem with you and I don't like you and I'm, and I'm going to try to take it out on you on the court. That's fun. Well, and I have to recant what I just said about tennis not being interesting because I'm reading the details of this match, uh, and this would be very interesting to me. There was a lot of... Uh, Were you reading it? It's on tennis.life. They gave a whole rundown of of what happened, and apparently she it, it was during the second set. She was up 5-2, about to serve, and Pavly Chinkova called a trainer, which is unusual to do that right before the opponent serves. Usually they, they it says that's frowned upon, typically. Right. And, of course, Steven gets, Stevens gets broken... And goes to five four. <laughs> That's why she's salty, right? And Steven said something to the effect of, uh, "Well, the chair umpire had to separate the two of them." You know that, <laughs> and and she said, "You called the trainer at five two. You're not even injured." And Pavly Chinkova said, "How do you know I'm not injured?" And Steven said, "Don't be ridiculous." <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, and it, and and so then the third set, I guess, was pretty tense. Um, 
And it says both players came out hitting pretty uh pretty well in the third set. So it was uh it looks like it ended on good terms. And again, for tennis that was a big deal, but it doesn't sound like it was anything crazy, but but yeah, you could tell she definitely wasn't happy about it. And she Stevens called her disrespectful and said, you know, her sportsmanship was uh lacking. Right. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take what I can get. That's right. the best we got for controversy in tennis. I'll take it. Well, and the fact that we actually apparently could hear it, which is what always irritates me, that we never can. Right. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, you could hear it. Um, but it was a seven-minute break between... A tirade? But No, seven minutes between when the trainer came out and the medical timeout between games. Good Lord! So it took two minutes for the trainer to come, took another two minutes for him to say they needed a medical timeout. And oh, guess, the trainer was a man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, that had a lot to do with it. Wow. Well, what would fix that? Well, first of all, I don't want to fix it. I, right. I like, you know, mix it up, get crazy out there. Uh, but what would fix that? We've talked about it. Courtesy point. Right. If you want to take any kind of break, you got to go tinkle, go tinkle. Need a medical timeout? No problem. Courtesy point. Right. Every minute of this medical timeout or two minutes or whatever. So now Sloan's serving for it up 15 love. Right. I think that's going to make her think about it. Yeah. And then she's going to wait till she loses that set, probably 6-2, and then take her break. If she legitimately needs it. Right. Right. And again, that's said in there, if someone has an acute injury, you know, that's a very obvious, you know, I'm assuming roll your ankle or something to that effect, you can get a trainer immediately with no penalty. But again, if you're if it's an acute injury, you shouldn't be continuing your match anyway. I would assume nine times out of ten. Well, hey, if you get an acute injury, um, then you, you should, you know, it's a continuous sport. I mean, right. part of it is you don't get to rest for nine years. So even if you're getting treated, you're still chilling, you're still cooling down, you're still doing right. whatever. Courtesy point for when, anything. And in football, once you're off the field, they don't say, okay, let's wait for the next play till this guy's ready to come back in. They might, you know, they stop the game because he's in the way is the main reason. If Once they get him off the field, they resume the game. Right. Obviously, you got substitute, substitutes and all that, but still, I mean. No, I you definitely have substitutes, but I think, I think a courtesy point just solves that issue. Right. Uh, and I think it just makes sense. I mean. Yeah, if, if, you, you, if you need a medical timeout. If you do something. Now, unless your opponent comes over and cracks you in the head with a racket, <laughs> uh, so if it's no, you know, it, but it's no fault of Sloan that you're hurt. Yeah. What's that got to do with her? Nothing. Right. And she's the only one that gets penalized in that scenario. And she's the only one that suffers in that scenario. Exactly right. So courtesy point. And I, I guarantee you would see no medical timeouts during matches. Oh yeah. Except between sets, which is the only time they should have them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't even care if it's your turn to serve and you take a medical timeout because it's still disrupting the momentum of the person who's ahead, regardless. Or just disrupting the 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 actual flow of the game. Right. It's a timed game. I mean, there's not a clock, but it's timed in terms of you have this much time to get the point started. Right. You have this much time in between games, all that kind of stuff, and it, it goes away from that. So uh, I do like the controversy. That makes it fun, but I think. Courtesy point, my brilliant idea would, which is not my idea, by the way, uh, would fix it. But in a, in a, back to your comment about did Serena's thing bring more attention to tennis? Don't you feel like just take Tomic and Fonini as an example? The only way that match is going to be on the Sports Center lead 
is if one of them punched the other one on the changeover. <laughs> or the, or just generally, they flip their shit. Right. I mean, or Fonini. Six, somebody breaks 10 rackets. I mean, in other words, Fonini could have won 6-0, and not lost a point, and that would not have been a lead story. Maybe. Because that would be unusual. But my but point still. being is, yeah, yeah, your point is that unless there's fireworks unrelated to the game. Right. It's not, nobody's going to give a shit. You're right. Yeah. Whereas other, I mean, again, I mean, I'm not saying they should, the tennis should lead over, you know, other sports, but I'm just saying, I think it would, it takes something extraordinary for tennis to get the kind of attention that other sports get automatically. Right. So, all right. I think we squeezed this rock for every ounce of water we could get out of it. I mean, we're talking about Chengdu. What more can we, what more can we Chengdu? (laughs) There it is. He finally got it in. I've been saving it. That oh, was Corey's yeah. corner. It's that over. was Corey. You didn't have a Corey's corner, did you? There's nothing to have a corner about. I mean, you stand in Corey's corner. Corey's dead end. Corey's standing in the corner with a piece of gum on your nose. Like, did you ever have to do that in grade school? Gum? Is that a thing? Like, if you got caught chewing well, the, gum, they make you stand really? in the corner with gum on no. your nose. I came up in an abusive time. Apparently. I did get paddled in first grade. Couldn't tell you what I did, but I got paddled. That's horrific yeah that's horrific i think i'm sure they still do that in texas well i'm saying it's horrific because it didn't work <laughs> it didn't work they needed to paddle you more <laughs> oh my goodness all right so uh yeah so fantastic we have a just a winter is coming right. uh we have a dead period but we're gonna be here every week we're gonna be here with something we're gonna come up with some you might not like it next week you might not like it but how will you know until you download suckers our hardcore fans are gonna be here so listen Continue. I mean, continue to join our Instagram page. No pictures. Absolutely no. We will not bother you once on Instagram. Now, I wear you out on other platforms. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll wear you out on other platforms. But Instagram is a safe space, at least for this podcast. Um, Yeah, so check out our Instagram, which is Tennis Revolution Pod. Check out our Twitter I do send out tweets from time to time, mostly just to cause trouble. Um, but that is Tennis Rev Pod. So at Tennis Rev Pod on Twitter. And uh, and retweet and do all that old other stuff that you do with it. And, uh, and spread the word. We are growing. And I don't just want Serena Outburst to be the biggest reason for our growth, damn it. Uh, let's grow because we love this sport. Let's grow because this podcast is dedicated to American tennis and spreading the word and trying to help grow and and get uh, info out there about our sport even though Chengdu Wuhan they're <laughs> not in America but you know what I'm saying people uh, Corey you got anything else that's it fantastic and uh, until next time thanks for joining the revolution bye guys Wuhan bye guys